From Radio Cayman's Newsroom, I'm Shanda Gallego with your latest news. New legislation is anticipated before the end of the year designed to help residents access their pension funds in the event of an emergency. I think it's really difficult for people to be sitting on, you know, hundreds of thousands or tens of thousands of dollars. You're telling people that, oh, I got money for you 20, 25 years from now and people need money today. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And we can do so much in terms of legislation. And But at the end of the day, we also have got to recognize that for the type of population that we have, the government will never, ever have enough resources to take care of every single emergency people have. Deputy Premier, the Honorable Chris Saunders, tells Ruduki Man he is hoping to get that legislation done this year, including a segment related to increasing the allowed pension withdrawal from 35000 to 50000 So at least even a young Caymanian family, that have at least 100,000 remaining, can at least, both husband and wife, can draw the 50-50 apiece, access it, just to at least pay off their um, mortgages. Because in this rising interest rate environment right now, mm-hmm. what's the use of having people have these um, mortgages out there when at least they can sleep a little bit better at night? Mr. Saunders says with the recent COVID-19 pension holiday, the fund is already hurting, so the revamp of the legislation may also include an increase in the mandated contribution. If we can increase the pension contribution at the same time allow people the ability to access it in greater times of emergency i think it's a much easier way to sell it as opposed to okay you can save more but at the same time too if there's an emergency you can also access more too no word on when these amendments will head to parliament speaking on radio commands for the record the minister for tourism said parliament is set to meet in september The Grand Court rules the Central Planning Authority, quote, acted unlawfully when it ignored a directive from the National Conservation Council in relation to a seawall in West Bay. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller reports. Back in 2021, the National Conservation Council reached out to the court after the Central Planning Authority approved an application to rebuild a seawall in Cabana on Boggy Sound Road in West Bay. This was counter to the NCC's direction not to approve the project due to the potential negative impacts on the surrounding marine protected area, namely the Seven Mile Beach Marine Reserve. In a decision released Tuesday evening, the Grand Court confirmed that the NCC has the authority to direct any government entity when its actions would or would be likely to have an adverse effect indirectly or directly on a protected area or on critical habitat of a protected species. The court ruled that the Central Planning Authority acted, quote, unlawfully when it approved the application and quashed its decision. NCC Chairman McFarlane Connolly tells Radio Cayman the decision provides clarification on a fundamental difference of interpretation of the National Conservation Act that's long been held between the NCC and CPA. The decision confirms the council acted lawfully in its delegation of powers to the Director of Environment and that we have acted in accordance with our legal mandate under the National Conservation Act. Chief Officer in the Ministry of Sustainability and Climate Resiliency, Jennifer Ahern, says the decision to take the matter to Grand Court wasn't taken lightly. We believe this ruling brings us closer to our constitutional mandate of ensuring the Cayman Islands government shall, in all its decisions, have due regard to the need to foster and protect an environment that is beneficial to the health and well-being of present and future generations. We look forward to the CPA and other entities continuing to work more collaboratively with the National Conservation Council in their considerations. Director of the Department of Environment, Gina Ebanks-Petrie, welcomed the court's decision. This decision will help to ensure that environmental concerns are factored into decision-making processes across the Cayman Islands government. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. A copy of the full decision can be found online at conservation.ky. 
The construction of the east-west arterial does not mean the demise of the central mangrove wetlands. This report now from Radio Cayman's Felicia Rankin-Solins. The Premier, the Honorable Wayne Panton, sets the record straight on concerns over the central mangrove wetlands facing the potential development for lower-cost homes. I do support getting the road done, but not for the reasons that some people might contemplate in terms of, particularly in terms of developing the central mangrove wetland. There is, the, the major factor is providing better access to the eastern districts, east end and north side in particular, and providing that key route which is not subject to storm damage, not subject to road traffic accidents that may block off the road. Though the Premier, who is also the Minister of Sustainability and Climate Resiliency, advocates for a road for easier passage, he is not pushing for further development. But that road does not translate necessarily at, at all to meaning that, the, that everything to the north of it which is the central mangrove wetland, gets developed. What it does do is make certain other developments on the south side of the road and in the, particularly in the Frank Sound area, perhaps um, a bit more feasible um, and accessible because it provides easier access from that area into the western side of the island. Some of the land is privately owned, a factor that must be taken into account that if someone made an application, it would have to be considered we'd probably have to end up having environmental impact assessments. But there's one thing that I think that we, we do need to reflect on, and that is occurring more and more, and I have had the benefit of spending time with colleagues, leaders of other Caribbean countries and nations who have a, a very similar view to mine as well, which is that particularly sensitive land and mangrove forested areas do not just have a monetary development value. As the world becomes more environmentally conscious, the value of mangroves continues to increase as they possess impressive capabilities of generating oxygen and absorbing carbon. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. The Ministry of Tourism and Transport announces the resignation of Jude Scott as chairman of the Board of Cayman Airways Limited. We get the details now from Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin. In a press release, the ministry said on Monday, August 22nd, Mr. Scott formally notified the Minister of Tourism and Transport, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, that he would be resigning as chairman with immediate effect. Mr. Scott served as chairman of the Board of Directors for 11 months, having been appointed to the position in September of 2021. The minister has accepted Mr. Scott's resignation and a new chairperson will be appointed next week. In the interim, Dr. John Paul Clark, deputy chair, will serve as acting chairman of the board until the new appointment has been confirmed. Minister for Tourism and Transport, the Honorable Kenneth Bryan, said, quote, It saddens me to accept Mr. Scott's resignation as the ministry and Cayman Airways have benefited greatly from his insights and dedication. Minister Bryan thanked Mr. Scott for his leadership and guidance during his tenure and wished him every success in his future endeavors. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. A new site for passengers arriving by air, kiosks, aimed at streamlining the entry process. As of last week's government press release, 20 of the touchscreen machines were in place. Those are now being tested that we're in what is usually our low season. Um, 
our arrival numbers for last month was 47,000, so international travelers, so that's quite a, quite a lot coming in. Customs and Border Control Chief Officer Wesley Howell says the kiosks bring a number of potential benefits for the operations of CBC, which is tasked with the protection of our borders, the collection of import duties, package tax and warehouse fees under the Customs and Border Control law and regulations, as well as management of travel and trade. Those kiosks are, are envisioned to be a force multiplier for us with the CBC officers. Um, and we, we're gearing up then for the high season, not just on arrivals, but also on imports. We're looking forward to that as well. Mr. Howell adds there is a current batch of CBC officers in training, so it's perfect timing for them to transition into rules on the front lines as we hit our stride for high season, for tourism and holiday shopping. And we leave you with this one. It's that time of year again. All students attending government primary schools are due back in the classroom. This year. Students in Cayman Brack prepared a special welcome message for their teachers, which aired on CIGTV News this week, as well as offering a bit of advice for the newcomers. Like me, some of you are headed to a new school and may feel a little scared. I understand because that I felt that way at first too. But don't be scared. Show you a great job taking care of us and making us feel safe and loved, just like our parents do when we're at home. And just a reminder, government primary schools reopen tomorrow. Government high schools, including SciFec, open on Tuesday, August 30th. We've posted the full schedule, including orientation dates, on our website, radiokman.gov.ky. You can also find information at schools.edu.ky. That is your latest local news from Radio Cayman's Newsroom. I'm Shanda Gallego.